to touch you. It's meant to touch you in three dimensions. Must touch your spirit, must touch your soul, and then there'll be reason to what? Express it in your body. Right? Good. And that is what it's supposed to be. Because what we are doing is a spiritual activity. It's a spiritual feast. It's more of a spiritual feast and celebration than a physical one. We can't afford to allow familiarity deny us of the realities that we have in our faith journey. Because it is saying that what? Familiarity does what? Familiarity brings contempt. You get used to what you're doing that you begin to contend with it. You begin to detest it. To make sense to you again. It's dangerous. And that has affected a lot of Christians, and I want to be more specific now, a lot of Catholics that they are so short-sighted. That's the worst part of it. They are so short-sighted in the spirit that because they don't understand they just run their lives on their own. They can't afford to make the sacrifice of the three wise men who just saw the star. Nobody told them. These are kings having their kingdoms, very rich people. But they saw a star and said this star, by their knowledge of meteorology, they understand that this star is significant that someone has been born. And this one is a king with a difference. The star could reveal that. Independently, all of them began to walk towards, eh? journey towards that star. Not even knowing the direction. Can you see the seriousness here? You can see a level of sensitivity. Nobody informed them. They only observed the stars. And by their vast knowledge of stars, this one was able to communicate to them. That's why they call them what? Wise men. They are not foolish men. And each of them prepared. They are kings themselves. But they saw this one and said, this one is the king of kings. It was their sensitivity. They have been seeing other stars, Right? I'm sure they have seen other stars and they'll be responding to other stars. But when they saw this one, in other words, I don't think the star that showed when Christ was born was the first star they saw. I'm sure there were men who were acquainted with the manifestation of stars as it reflects the destiny of men and women who are better on earth. So they have seen many other stars. As usual, they, have, they should have relaxed and said, we'll be seeing stars now, waiting day there again. 
they didn't allow their familiarity with the stars bring contempt to the point that they will be insensitive to this star now that showed up. And each of them, independently, not knowing, started walking towards the star. Until at the point, they all made themselves well prepared. It dawned on them they were all heading towards the same direction because each person was still looking at the star. And they asked themselves, where are you going? Oh, I saw this star. I know a king is born. I'm a king. These are in the Middle East. Arabian kings. They were not even Jews. And they all marched together and were able to locate after all the troubles of uh, Herod trying to, you know, stop them. But when they arrived, the Bible says they worshipped. Their knees went on the floor. In the midst of the goat droppings and the urine of, of, of cows and all that, everywhere stinking. Even the environment did not discourage them. They didn't say, how can the king of kings be born in a place like this? You know, you, we, we pride ourselves where we are born. I'm born in the U.S. I'm a U.S. citizen. And some are still caught up in the quagmire of confusion that when they want, they want to give birth. Ah, let me try so I can give birth to my child there so that ultimately that child will be what? Either Pakistani citizen. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Struggle with an identity that you really don't understand. Jesus was born in the manger. That did not hide his identity. And this man came there, knelt down, worshipped. And after worshipping, the other word, gifts of what? Gold. Frankincense. And what? Mare. Ah. It's good to reflect, though. Allow God to teach you. I tell you. It will take you far. It was after that, men who were led by star, ordinary star, from that moment, they were upgraded. Now, when we're going back, what instructed them? Was it a star? What? The angel told them, now, angel and I appeared to them for having walked thus far. God himself will direct you directly. And to them, don't go back this way because this man has no good intentions for you. And they went back home. I'm sure angels led them back home. May angel lead you back home in the name of Jesus Christ. But it will require that you be sensitive to what is happening. The word of what has happened. Now, those who belong to the class of the people of God, the Jews, who are shepherds, were very close to where Christ was born. They were so insensitive as if they were dead human beings walking around. Angels had to come to them and say, are you not aware? Tell them, are you not aware? Are you not aware? Are you not aware that a, a, a child is born? They say, which child? Can you imagine? That is what's happening to many colleagues. Doesn't make sense to them. He said, are you not aware that a child is born unto us? A son is given. He's lying in a manger. 
Go there. You will see the child with the mother and the father. And they will see as daft as, I don't know. They will see confused. The angels had to leave them in their stupidity. And other angels that were hidden from their sight, millions of them now manifested. They saw mirrors of angels singing this song we just sang a few minutes ago. Glory to God in the angels are rejoicing. They are not beneficiaries of the birth of Jesus, but they are rejoicing because something is happening to you. They are rejoicing because God has done something on your behalf. But because you are so short-sighted, we don't even know it up to now. It doesn't make sense to us. Because if it makes sense, a lot will change. Many years ago, I had to deal with myself. I had to slap myself. I had to box myself to break away from this, this chain of darkness that covers, that is the veil on our eyes and on our soul, that makes us know to see. It's highly demonic. The devil could not stop Jesus from coming, but he can stop you from seeing him. The angels were rejoicing. No wonder Jesus said there will be greater rejoicing in heaven when one repentant sinner comes back to God. Angels will rejoice. The level of insensitivity is so thick that we don't even know that the consequence of living this way is so horrible. We don't even see it. But that's the reason for the celebration. That they fail be dealt with. That will be quickened in our spirit to be sensitive. That our senses will go beyond just what we can see with our physical eyes, what we can touch, what we can feel, what we can hear, to what exists in the realm of the spirit. It is death to live only with the five senses. To only be conscious of what the five senses can furnish you with. You must break the cocoon that covers, that limits you, that makes you ordinary. You must break forth into another realm and layer where things are happening. Oh, we pray the Holy Spirit. To quicken our spirit and increase our sensitivity and lay hold on this treasure given to us. The word treasure is too small to describe the magnanimity of God in releasing his son to us. No one I just say God so loved the world. So you see, he qualified the type of love. He said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. It has capacity to save to the point that once you are saved, you can't perish again. Be it in this world and in the world to come. And when I pressed forth many years ago, and it dawned on me, my life has never remained the same. I have seen things. Amen? Amen. My spirit has tested things. 
and that's why we're ready to press into the end. We're not confused. We're not beating about the bush. We're not doing guesswork. We're too sure of what we believe. We know where we stand. We know the energy that powers us. We know where we're coming from. We know where we're heading to. The love of discovery is what is compelling us. That love that is driving us makes us indomitable. Living the life that has called us to live is no longer out of pity. It's out of conviction. Paul said, I'm fully persuaded. I'm fully convinced that neither death nor life nor this present, nor this in the past, nor this to come, can never separate me from the love I have found in Christ Jesus. What Christmas does to you is that it helps to break away from the cocoon that covers so you can discover the package God sent to you. But you can only assess it by the Spirit. Three wise men who were not even Jews. They were not the covenant people of God. Began to occupy the pages of the story even before God's own people. What does that tell you? Praise the Lord. Are we making sense here at all? Are you getting blessed? Because if you don't catch this, you become empty. You just come to church and go back home, but there's no significant, you know, reality that runs the economy of your spirit. And that is very dangerous. Taking a leave from yesterday's acclamation, which says, it says, tomorrow, the wickedness of the earth will be destroyed. The savior of the world will rule over us. That tomorrow is what? Is today. That is today. Something has happened. The wickedness eh, of the earth will be destroyed. So you see, the burden of Jesus is the end of wickedness for those who receive him. That is why you and I, as we receive him, we shall not perish. Things that destroy or net has no legal power over me, over you. The legality of death has been broken. Before Christ came, you could not negotiate with death. Death had all the choices. He determines whether you will live or not. You can be destroyed at all point in time. But now, you can face death and say, death, you cannot take me. You don't understand. And because people don't understand, that's why they keep running from pillar to post. They believe in prophecy. Who is chasing me? Who is killing me? Wasting money. Wasting time and energy. Looking for who will save them. When a savior has finished his work. And today, the prophet Isaiah throws light in this new government of Christ. Because the savior now rules over me. The devil is not the one ruling over me. My soul is not at the mercy of the devil. My spirit is not at the mercy of the devil. My body is not at the mercy of the devil. My whole world, my whole entire aeon is not at the mercy of the devil. He has no right to rule over me anymore. 
Because by the virtue of the gift of God, I have now a choice who rules over me. Amen? You have a choice who rules over you. You can sit down today and say, God, on account of what I've understood by the gift of your son, from this day forward, only Jesus will rule my life. Yes. Yes. Before now, we didn't have a choice. We were born into it. So we live in it and we die in it. But now, by the gift of his son, by the birth of Jesus, an intervention has been established. An interjection has been established. The hopeless situation has now received what? What the Bible calls the living hope. The death of Jesus did not just come to change you when you die and go to heaven. He didn't die for you just to come and then manage to go to heaven. He died from here, from this realm, from this your day. You live the fullness of the life God has ordained for you. Shout a big amen. Fullness of life. Fullness of vigor. Fullness of strength. Fullness of wisdom. In all package given to you. So the degree to which you yield yourself to this gift will determine what credits to account? He gave his only begotten son. As I said, unto us. Eh? Unto us. A child is born. Unto us. A son is given. Why did Isaiah mention that prophetically? It's an extension of God so loved the one he gave. Say, tell your neighbor, something has been given. Tell somebody, say, something has been given. If that will help to make, make you have a sense of it. Now, the question is, on the side of God, something has been given, right? A person has been given. On our own side, have we received what God has given? If you have received, how did you receive it? Because the way you receive it matters a lot. Supposing I went out, somebody wrapped this, wrapped it very well. And Sister Ravi said, Oh, how are you? Fine. Oh, please, I have this as a gift for you. Take it. Sister, take it. After bring it back. <laughs> and then I just come home. And then I just drop it somewhere and I left it. Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Has the gift been given? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Has the gift been received? Yes. Hmm, you see, you see now. Has the gift been received? Yes. Has the beneficiary received the gift? Hey. The person gave me the gift, right? My hand was stretched, right? And I received the gift, right? I'm asking now, have, my, have the beneficiary received the gift? Yes. I said, yes, with energy. I like that, eh? Nobody should confuse you. Nobody should confuse you. He said, yes. I received the gift, right? Huh? Sorry. Eh? 
Uh-huh. That's the next level we're going to. Now, is the gift benefiting me? No. Do I know the content of the gift? No. That's where many of us are. As many as receive him, John says today, he empowers them. So it means when you receive, something is added to your life. Your value changes. We will wear the same flesh, but we don't wear the same in terms of value. We are all equal. We are all human beings, but we are not the same. You are not getting me at all. And the purpose of the given is well slated. As men that receive him shall not perish. So if you receive him and truly receive the gift given, something comes into your life that gives you what it takes to withstand every element that constitutes nuisance in your life. In this realm, let me shock you. When you receive, if you read down in that gospel, it says, from his fullness. Do you remember that? <laughs> you mean as I share this now, somebody is sleeping. Eh? Somebody is sleeping seriously. <laughs> seriously. Eh? It remains small now. You're going to snore. Hmm. It's well, not this, my daughter here. This one is, is listening. If you ask her now, she'll tell you everything. The purpose for the given is well established. You shall not perish. So God watched this man and said, if I don't visit him, they will destroy him. Both in his current life and when he transits again, they will deal with him eternally. He decided to bring a gift, wrapped it in the human flesh. Because if that gift came the way it is, he will not be able to take it. So he wrapped it in the human flesh. And he came as Jesus. And he gave it to him. And said, on account of what I gave you, you cannot perish again. On account of what I've given to you, you have received the fullness of grace, not the small one. The fullness of grace. There was a woman who had the fullness of grace and the angel recognized that woman. Who is that person? Mm. And the same Bible says, from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. So it means, listen and listen carefully, the same grace that she received, you too. Huh? Now, when God gave this gift and told the consequence of what this gift can do in your life, now he has given the gift. Now you have received the gift. He goes down to the right hand of the Father and sat down. Now you are the gift that has capacity to run your life. Now, supposing he stands up one day and comes to me and says, Ah, Oga, I'm very hungry. I'm done of hunger. Oga, my life wants to finish. What does that imply? People are asking you, what does that imply 
with regards to the gift that was given to him. You're not fooling yet. May your mind be open in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Do I come again? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and even told us the consequence of the gift in the life of the recipient that whoever receives him shall not perish, shall not be destroyed, will not go down the drain, will not be messed up, will not be a victim, will not be in bondage. Darkness will not rule that person. Death has no power over that person. Now he gave his son. Now this man has received the gift. And now he will want us to explain and say, from his fullness, this gift carries the fullness of God's grace. And then this man too, from the fullness of God's grace, he has received what? Grace upon grace. You feel up to that point? Is that clear now? Now it means he has given this man what he takes to be able to live the fullness of life. Because the fullness of grace he has received. If you understand me, say hi. hi. Only a few hands. If now only two persons understand, I'm, I'm okay. The rest, let the host be help you. Hmm? He has received the fullness of grace. Now, he goes, the giver goes and sat, you know, sat down. And this man is carrying the fullness of grace. He has what it takes that will keep him from perishing. He has what it takes to walk in any dimension. Now, tomorrow he stands up and comes to me and says, Oga, Look at my life. Oh, my life is in shambles. My life is dying. Oh, please help me. Oh, change my situation. Life, death is threatening me. Oh, I'm perishing. Oh. Now, if you are the giver, what will you do? Huh? I have already what given you what it takes. The question will be asking you: Where is the gift I gave you? I'm still with it. Where is it? Look at the way it is designed. So he has received the gift. The gift is with him. And he said, dying. My people perish. Of what? Mm -mm. Knowledge of what? Uh -uh. I mean, qualified in this context. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of what has been given to him or her. And I say, it is the day you die, right? The day you traverse this realm and enter the other side. You will see who you were on earth. You will be the one to condemn yourself. Because you see, you mean when I was down there, I was like this? You mean this is how God blessed me? Is that how God beautified me? Is that how God empowered me? Then why did I live like a puppet? Why did I live the casual life I lived? What came over me? Just the way, if by mistake, this uh, 419 guys do some business with you, an empty account of the only two million you have. Eh? Even when you're doing the transaction initially, your mind told you, stop, stop, stop. You said, no, this thing now go, be, go better, you go better. Bam, you entered. After five minutes, it dawns on you that 
you were duped. Do you know how you feel? The frustration, you can say, if I had known, I, oh, this only money, I saved this money for six months. That one is an iceberg of how you will feel when you get out there eh, in your life and see how you were really duped while on earth. Never utilizing what God gave to you. That all you are asking God now was capturing the gift he gave you, but you don't know. So when the church is celebrating Christmas this way, it's for us to go into the gift again. This gift I received, have I exhausted it? Have I begun to use it? Am I taking advantage of the gift of his son in my life? To what degree has his son been made manifest in my life? We're not joking here, dear people of God. We're not fulfilling some religious rituals. We're not playing religion here. We're dealing with realities. We live in a world ravaged by darkness and confusion. And people are confused. They just read all kinds of things, feed their minds all kinds of things, and they place Christianity somewhere and have all kinds of gods to question one or two things, cajole the church, cajole Christianity, and think they can live their life and still have peace. The God of this world has blinded the eyes of many, lest they see the light of the glorious gospel and be saved. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. My prayer for you is that you come to your senses to that point and that sensitivity where you will begin to look into the gift given to you and take advantage of it and change your life and make your life a wonderful life, a glorious life, and in the life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The essence of Christmas is to help us realize this again. That we may grow in the spirit, break from the genes of the senses, and move in the realm of faith and assess the content of the gift. From the day I began that journey, and I began to unveil the gift, I have stepped into different vistas of God. And I've seen things that have convinced me, that makes me to boast, that makes me to stand where I stand. I can look into your eyes and tell you where I am now. I can tell you where I'm going to be tomorrow. On account of the things I've found in the gift. As I opened it, I saw divine health. As I opened it, I see what I saw victory untold. As I opened it, he commanded me and said, by this gift, you are walking in absolute energy of love. By this gift, I walk in the grace of increase. Shout a big amen. amen. That became the testimony of my life. The more you open the gift, the more you see yourself being broken away from religion. Religiosity. Fulfilling religious obligation. You will not be convinced beyond measure and see the reason why you do the things you do. Not because they are doing it, but we have seen the benefit in the realm of the spirit. You don't breathe because others are breathing. You breathe because you know you need air in your lungs. And if you argue too much, you go to hospital and the air will tell you, I'm not available. Then you pay for two hours oxygen. You will not know how expensive it is. Open your gifts. Open your gifts and assess what God has given to you. Take advantage of this gift. Improve your life. Change the course of your journey. Do something with this gift. 
God didn't give it to you just for play. He gave it to you not just for adore. He gave it to you to improve the quality, the value of your existence. That every step you take will count not only on earth, but will count in eternity. The greatest you know, tragedy that before Christians is to see Christians who are living their life on earth here. They matter in the affairs of life. Friends know them. They have all it takes to make matters, you know, make things matter on this realm of life. They have the money. They have the influence, you know. You see them. When they pass, men of this world celebrate them. But when you wear them in the spirit, sorry. All they do here does not translate to the reality in the spirit. But wisdom says, why you walk here and matter here? Walk circumspectively in such a way that every step that counts here, we call it count in eternity. Shout a big amen. amen. On that realm, you know that you have the fullness of the backup of heaven. So the choice you make will be different. The quality of your decisions will be different. Let this gift that God has given begin to change your life. Open the gift. You have received the gift. You are conscious of the gift. Oh, I'm born again. Oh, I'm baptized. Oh, my name, my, my name is this. I come to church. Even at that, the Holy Spirit has engineered in such a way that in church, each time you come again, by virtue of the Eucharist, you receive him again and again and again. Each time you receive him, how do you digest him? How do you open the package? What is the content of the Eucharist? What is the implication for your life? How do you live the Eucharistic life? If by that Eucharist you have received the fullness of grace, that means you have grace for you have grace to manifest anything. So the song, give me the grace to follow, should be obsolete the moment you begin to receive him. Grace is given to those who don't have him. It's for sinners. You have received the fullness of grace. Shout a big amen. amen. Then walk in the light of the fullness of the grace you have received. Every day, acknowledge in your spirit. Father, I thank you for giving me the fullness of grace. I can do all things through Christ that is in me, that strengthens me. You begin to say it. Acknowledge the grace of victory. Acknowledge the grace of righteousness. Today, I will walk in perfect love. No matter who offends me, I refuse to be hurt. I refuse to yield to violence. I refuse to yield to the spirit of vexation. I will discharge what? Love. You have the fullness of love. Romans 5, verse 5 says, From his fullness, we have received love by the Holy Spirit, and that love has been poured into our hearts. When we walk this way, our Christian life will make sense. Not just to you alone, but the people around you. When you come around, you can feel the energy. You don't need to force yourself to tell someone I'm a Christian. Your energy, the atmosphere you carry, should announce you. Yes. Sometimes you shake somebody and say, Oga, how are you? Who are you? I say, what do you mean of that? So, Oga, what do you think you carry too much? Oh? I say, what do you think I carry? How be? Is it soft or hard? You carry an atmosphere because of the gift you have received. The gift that came from the boss of the father. That's what you carry. Among the gifts of Christmas, the highest gift is the gift of the father. 
You carry him in your chest. You carry him in your soul. Anywhere you are going, you carry him. Paul said, we carry this treasure. Eh? In earthenware jar. It's a treasure. It's more than money. It's more than anything that the world can offer. That treasure can buy up anything. That treasure can stabilize your life. I pray the Holy Spirit today to open your eyes to this dimension in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. With this gift, no matter what happens in the world, the world can sink, you will not sink. Because by virtue of that gift, you will not perish. The devil will put a strange of destruction. When he comes, he shall pass over you. Shout a big amen. The prophet said they received only one communion in, the, in Egypt. And that one kept them for 40 years. All that Pharaoh did to destroy them was in futility. They came and met the water, no road. Supernatural road was made for them. They conquered nations with just one partaking of the lamb and applying the blood. Now you, you are receiving it every day. Has your own kill a fly? Ask your neighbor what you are saying. Is it making sense to you? We cannot be destroyed with what we have. We cannot go down the brain with this gift. It will be double tragedy. Heaven will weep. The devil will celebrate. And do with all that God has given to them. Look at them. They have wasted their resources and still they could not. God has loved them. God has given them everything. He gave them his nature. Still, they have chosen to become thin of shame. May that not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let the mystery of Christmas garrison your heart so that you can say like Mary, the Almighty has done great things in me. The Almighty has given me the best gift. The Almighty has given me the fullness of grace. Holy is his name. On account of this gift too, child of God, do you know you can open your mouth and say from this day forward, everyone will call me blessed. From this day forward, no demon will attack me again. From this day forward, on account of what you have received, I refuse to perish. From this day forward, on account of the gift I have received, I am a blessed child of God day by day. Everything will be answerable to me. From this day forward, not because of my righteousness, but because of what I have received, when I lift my hands in prayer, heaven will answer me in Instantly, from this day forward, I command my atmosphere to change. I command peace and dominion. From this day forward, that becomes a reference point for your life. These are things we learned many years ago. I have used it to do exploit for God. I pray for you that the power of God will be made manifest in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. By virtue of the gift you have received, no sickness will destroy you. No negativity will bring you down. Amen. Poverty shall be broken in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. By virtue of this gift, you have received a fullness of grace. That means you have received a fullness of life. Whatever that answers to life, from the north to the south, from the east to the west, will be answerable to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As you walk in the consciousness of this gift, as you subject your life to the principles to the ethics and the morality of this gift. May you be on the top and on the bottom in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
on account of this gift I receive, I declare and I declare. No weapon of fashion against you shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. On account of this gift, let your marriage receive stability. Let your marriage receive the strength that comes from God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. On account of this gift, when you open your mouth to pray for your children, as a father, as a mother, God is not answering you because you are righteous. He's answering you because you are in a possession of a gift that came from his heart out of love. When you speak, they will hear you. When you speak, they shall be blessed. When you speak, they shall be delivered in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. On account of this gift that we are celebrating today, you are living here today with a new consciousness. That the things that have brought you down in the past, from this day forward, with this new understanding, there will be a change of story in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, thank you for the manifestation of your word. Thank you for the revelation of the gift of Jesus. We are no longer a hopeless people. We have hope now. Door have been opened. Windows have been opened unto us. We can see God in our midst. The Father is with us. We are no longer orphans. God is with us. In the morning, he's with us. In the afternoon, he's with us. In the evening, he is with us. At night, he is with us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? No force can contend with us. No circumstance will bring us down. No situation will be too hard for us to, bring, to, to contend with us. No negativity will be able to touch us. And so far, we glorify your holy name. We adore you. We magnify you. I bless your sons and daughters here today. That as they have heard this word, O Heavenly Father, this word will be born to the chambers of their souls. They will never forget it. And may this be the beginning of a new dawn upon their life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.